Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident Massolian Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? Uh, we in the cut, like Neosporin. Well said. <laughs> right. So last week we talked about uh, not basketball. This week is going to be like all basketball. Pretty much, because that's all that was going on. Um, it's our favorite sport. You know, we like the way they dribble up and down the court. Except like they're not. They're dribbling up the up and down the court right now. Yeah, they're not. They're not dribbling up the court right now. I, I guess. I guess, like you know, maybe the teams, like the front offices, were kind of dribbling up and down the court in a way. In like no, some more sort of metaphorical, NBA free agency is happening. That's yes, that's the entire point. Yeah, so uh a couple of big name free agents and then like a whole lot of like not that big of names. So I guess we'll we, just we start off. with draft. Oh, do we want yeah, I got you know what? Yeah, we'll we'll start with the draft, I guess. Why not? That I think that's I mean, yeah, chronological. Yeah, chrono- yeah, chronological. So uh, the draft was happening, and I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't realize the draft was going on until after the draft ended. So that tells you how much I paid attention to uh, this draft process. Um, yeah, this one, I don't know, this one just didn't get a lot of buzz for whatever reason. I don't know. I, th- I think it's just you know, pandemic year and everything like that. And honestly, aside from a couple of big names, it's not like this, this uh, draft class had that big of names anyways. So, I mean, I think there is a lot of solid talent here. I think this is going to be a pretty solid class. It's just off, you know, in the draft. I don't think any of these guys like, except for like Kate and Jalen come out as like star potential. Uh, but we could maybe see some some superstars in here potentially. Well, let's uh, let's go over the main pick. So first overall, obviously, Cade Cunningham went to the Pistons. He's going to be really good when he leaves. He's kind of like in a Zion situation right now. Once he gets out of Detroit, going to be a league wide superstar. Going to go play for the Knicks, right? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Probably not. You're going to sit there. I know you, you make this joke, but sit there and tell me to my face that you do not think Zion wants to go play for the Knicks. I believe that he have wants to heard? Have you heard the things he has said about MSG? I have not, but I know that MSG gets bumping during games. I know the Knicks have a passion. No, he is like, he's literally to the public been like, haha, my favorite place to play outside New Orleans is MSG. (laughs) Haha, wink, wink. Like, this is basically how it went. 
His favorite place, including New Orleans, is also MSG, by the way, but... That's the man. I mean... And uh, obviously, we, we bring up Cat, too, as a Knicks fan base. Uh, that one's a little hard to do. I don't think it's impossible, because I'm sure he's going to run out of Minnesota. And he does like New York a lot. I don't think that's a very hard swing. I don't know. I, I think Cat just wants out more than he wants to go to the Knicks, personally. Oh, no, he likes the Knicks a lot. Yeah, like I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of guys want to play in New York. But I think it's more a case like he's it's miserable in Minnesota. Yeah, that I, mean, would... I think he just wants to be out. Maybe he does want to go. Yeah, else. I well, that's the thing is like, I mean, that's how it always has to start. You know, they actually want to want to be out before they want to leave and go to the Knicks or any other team. Like, that's just how it works. I mean, yeah, that, that is how it works. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't either, man. Let's let's just move on. We, we... Cade was a pretty easy uh, first overall pick. Um, second overall, Jalen Green goes to the Rockets. Great fit, I think. I think this is a phenomenal fit. I mean, they're starting off this uh, this whole rebuild. They're starting off pretty strong. Jalen Green is gonna be good, man. I have very, I'm very high on Jalen Green. I think he's going to be nice. Uh, third overall, the Cavaliers took Evan Mobley out of USC. Um, eh. I don't hate it. I don't know. It might have been a little high, but I don't think it's egregious. I think it's fine. My thinking here he is like, Mobley I don't hate him taking the center. And I get that Evan Mobley was the highest ranked center, but this guy. Just looking at him right now, I mean, he's only seven. He's seven feet tall, but only two fifteen. That's like yeah, that's really... like a KP build. And I don't oh, know, maybe, he's not really. Maybe he plays better than his size, but he. I, I feel like I, I mean, know. bulking up really. It, it's it's better to just have a bulking up problem than a bulking down one, you know. So. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess two fifteen. It looks like he carries it pretty well, so it's like it looks like he's a, a little bigger than he. Than he looks. <laughs> are we that? Are we them now? Is that who we are? It's like, yeah, he's only two fifteen, but you know the way it looks. I mean, like, it's a center. Are we man, that I mean, kind of? Are we that kind of podcast now? Like that's normally, basically Colin Coward. Shit normally, right there. no, but I don't know, man. I'm just thinking a seven foot center. You. Two fifteen seems a little low, but maybe I'm maybe I'm just nitpicking things at that point. No, it is. I think two fifteen at seven foot is low. I mean, I think that's it is low, but it's not real. I don't think that it's that big of a deal. Maybe it's not. Uh, fourth overall, the Raptors took Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. Ew. Um, don't know why they felt the need to do that. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be honest, I don't know a lot of things about these guys aside from Cade Cunningham and to a lesser degree Jalen Green. Because I, I don't pay attention to college basketball that much, admittedly, so I'm if you say ew to this pick, then ew. I, I think it's I think it's just that one I think was 
Definitely a reach. I think he was a lot of talent, just not top five. Fifth overall, the Magics landed Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga. Phenomenal. Um, Phenomenal yeah, this pick. Is, this is like the other guy that I knew about because I remember he had a pretty good March Madness. Pretty so, good March pretty Madness. Pretty good, I'd say. Pretty good. Yeah, you know, he had a phenomenal year. I mean, he was he was really, really good. Um, I like that pick for the Magic. They're doing something over there. Orlando might be jumping a little. I'm not ready for the Magic to be a confident team yet. No, I think I am. It's been like del- over a decade. And their yeah, final appearance like, was like 08. Was it the 08? Oh, right. um, no, 08 was yeah, the Celtics. It was, Oh no! It was oh nine was their finals appearance. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, that's okay. I mean, it's been a solid amount of time. They can be okay again. Uh, with the sixth overall pick, the Thunder took Josh Giddy out of Australia. Um, I'm just looking at this, and yeah. I'm looking at this yeah. guy, and you know who he reminds um, me of? My I'm going to act like I know who that is. Yeah, I'm going to act. I'm going to act like that. I This guy definitely exists. But you know who he really reminds me of? Who? Oh. Do you remember that Vine where the guy was like, Jared, can you read page 19 to the class? And he's like, no, I cannot. Uh, My name's Jared. Jared. I'm 19. I never fucking learned how to read. He looks like that guy. that guy. He looks like that guy. I don't know. I, I just see that in him. Obviously, he's 6'8", 185 and from Australia, so he's probably not that guy. But... <laughs> may or may not be that guy. There's a not zero chance that he is, in fact, that guy from the Vine, but I don't think he is, personally. I could be wrong, though. But... Seventh overall, uh, the the Warriors took Jonathan Kuminga. Jonathan Kuminga. I don't know. I don't know how that's pronounced. Yeah, he's. I like that pick for them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Kuminga. He's he's pretty good. I like this pick for the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, eighth overall, the Magic had this pick too. They took Franz Wagner from Michigan. Um, Disgusting pick. Absolutely horrific. I hated that pick. There's no reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the ninth overall pick, the Kings took Davian Mitchell from Baylor. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. That's a good pick. Well, ESPN's saying he's a really good defender, so... You know, good, good for the Kings. They need more than good defenders, but... Well, you know, it's a start. Got to start somewhere. 
All right, with the 10th overall pick, the Pelicans selected Zia, Ziaire, Zaire, Zaire Williams. Yeah, um, um, he's, I like it. Solid pick for them. I, I thought that was good. Uh, 11th overall, the Hornets of James Boonight out of UConn. Very interesting pick. Um, he he, that might be a low key steal. This depends on if he translates to the NBA. Draft pick depend. Draft pick, uh, you know, rating depends on how well he performs in the in the league. More at eleven. Yeah, I'm just saying that. He could be, I mean, we could look, I think, just depends. Oh, well. Uh, with the 12th overall pick, the Spurs took Joshua Primo out of Alabama. Um, I'm going to just assume it's a good idea at this point. It's the Spurs. Oh, well, yeah, just fuck it. Uh, 13th overall, the Pacers took Chris Duarte out of Oregon. Um, sure they did. They, they they definitely did. That is, in fact, who they took. And the last pick of the lottery was uh, Moses Moody out of Arkansas. That was by the Warriors. Another solid pick. Warriors had a good draft, man. Yeah, I mean, they've, you know, they're a well-run team. Even when they're not good, they're still being run decently well. Um, now they're out of the, the lottery. Do we want to just talk about our team's draft picks, I guess? Even though I know... Yeah, we could talk about our team's drafts. Yeah, so uh, looking ahead, we got the 19th pick where the Knicks took Kai Jones out of Texas. Um... I don't know. I, I Shout out. Uh, I don't think we kept. Did we keep that pick? Do we it says him? you did, unless he got traded. Oh, wait. Okay, you know what? Yeah, he, Charlotte took him. I see. Yeah, we traded him to Charlotte, yeah. Yep. And... Shout out, Kai Jones. So you guys traded both, both Kai Jones. Yeah, shout out to both Kai Jones. So did both teams just not have a first round draft pick this year for us? No, we did. We had like two. Yeah, because we, we, we had both. the Mavs and ours. So we did. I don't. I'll be honest. I I didn't love that. <clears throat> I didn't think trading our picks was a. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in the long run. I just didn't get it in the moment. I just wasn't happy with it, but it's all good. I mean, we don't really need them. Like, it's not a big deal right now. We're not out here starving for the draft anymore, so. Yeah, um, the Celtics drafted a guy, a guy named Yuhan Begarin from Guadalupe. I don't know a thing about him. It's like Danny H never left, man. It really is. 
Drafting guys I never heard of. I don't think that's every year. It's it's just just like every year for the Celtics. They just draft like some guy. You just don't know who he is. I just. I don't even know. I I mean, how how you be honest? Okay, be honest. Other than Jay, you know, Jalen Brown and JT, how do you feel about the picks of the last couple of years? Like, you know, like the Naismith or the Grant or the, you know. All right. You know what? Let's let's just let's just go at it one by one. Um, I'll just I'll just go through it. Because I remember I'm on fucking draft. I remember this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen on draft night like 2019. Everyone in the second round, they were like, oh, we got a steal. We stole Carson Edwards. Are you, you can't be serious. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm going to admit something. I was very high on Carson Edwards. I, every Celtic fan, I don't know why. I don't know why everyone was. I really don't. I don't get that. All right. Like, so yeah. Uh, well, you, you you say your piece, and then I'll start listening. Well, no, it, it was years ago. Like, there's no point, but... All right, so... 2016, we had Jalen Brown. That yeah. A little cloud at first, but you know what? It turned out pretty good. No, he's good. Don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Uh, he well, is good. He's got... His current contract, he's got a few more years on, so... Yes, but he might... Uh... NBA players seem to not care about how long their contracts last anymore. All I can go off of is his contract right now. So, Of course, Spotrack's down right now, so I can't see. Anyways, 2017, Jason Tatum, fucking slam dunk of a pick. Yeah. Even in the moment, that was a good idea. So, you know, Danny Ainge, you know... Danny Ainge in the top five did draft pretty well outside the top five. It's uh, the thing, though. You need to be good. If you're not good at drafting in the top five, then what the fuck? Exactly. Like, that's like saying you're good at, like, fucking breathing. Like, of course. Yeah. Honestly, it really isn't like that because we've seen some pretty uh, <laughs> big blunders happen in the top five before. So I guess it really isn't that simple. All right. So. Tatum was actually our only draft pick. No, that's not true. We had a couple other guys, but I mean, how are you feeling about the role players, though? Well, let's let's just look at them. So, 2018, 27th overall, we had Robert Williams. Didn't love the pick at first. He's he turned out he's, all right. He's turning it around. He's and he was picked 27. So, I mean, Danny Ainge, you know, maybe maybe he he did do some things. Um. He certainly did some things in 2019 when he drafted Grant Williams at 22. I know at the time it was a good pick, but I'm I mean, really, sure this was when Brandon Clark was still available. See, I remember saying it that night that like, I mean, it's a, it's. I don't hate the pick, but Brandon Clark was right there. Um, and Clark's a pretty solid player now, and I know Grant was like, you know, uh, Grant was a good pick, but I think. Clark would have easily been a better pick. So yeah, hundred percent. Clark is starting quality. I mean, he does start. We also traded Matisse Thybul, which 
Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, that rookie year that looked bad, but Thigh Bowl hasn't really yeah. been like phenomenal. But uh, 2019, we also drafted Romeo Langford at 14, and that was bad. That was bad. I don't in the have moment. enough of an opinion on him because I, he's barely on the court, and I can't tell if it's because he's hurt or if he's just not good. They just he's just never there. So, I mean, Grant was a miss. Langford, I'm going to say, was a miss right now. So right now, since we took Jalen Brown, we're three for we're three and two. So, but it's two top three picks. So, here's the thing with uh, I think with Langford, even if he did end up being like, you know, phenomenal on the court, it would be as a scorer defensively. I don't think he'd be able to keep up. Which um, is unfortunate because this team is this team isn't great offensively, but defensively it's like outside of Marcus Smart and to a lesser degree Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, this team is not good defensively. No, the team's very weak defensively. They have no big man that really big, sets the floor. Our big man right now is Al Horford and you don't Get defense out of Al Horford in the Lord's yeah. year 2021. I don't know what you'd be getting out of Al Horford in the you're Lord's year. Veteran, to... You're getting veteran leadership and veteran leadership minutes. You're not getting a starting caliber center out of Al Horford. See, right you know what? How about this? We'll, we'll talk about – we were going to talk about free agent moves. How about I, we yeah. start with the Celtics then? Because well, I was going to talk about the 2020 picks too because you want to talk about Neesmith a little bit. No, it's no. I mean, Nee Smith. I mean, the jury's still out on those guys, really. So, I mean, I'm high on Pritchard. He looks like a fun, you know, just a scorer, strictly a scorer off the bench. I like that. I'm gonna call that a hit right now. I wasn't high on it before, but I'm gonna call it a hit now. Nee Smith, like you said, jury's still out. Um, God, the Celtics free agency. This was an absolute dumpster fire for the Celtics. Um, so I don't have like all, I think we made some trades too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, uh, we do have Ennis Cantor back. So, <sighs> on the MLE too, that's on the MLE, which is just, to which, me, yes, that it was insane. It was, it was expiring. So like. I guess you might as well use it, but God, was that Cantor. really the best you could do? Like, don't get me wrong. I like Cantor as a guy. He seems like a good guy. He seems like a guy that players like to have on their team. See, he is a good guy and all, but, but I do not Jesus want him on my basketball team. <laughs> he better be coming off the bench for like. I mean, that's the thing you got to worry about too. Well, here's the thing: is like the center situation just did not improve. Like the center situation. If Robert Williams can't play a ton of games, if Robert Williams like gets seriously hurt, I mean, even if you're like, I don't think that's the worst idea playing him at center. But he is. I mean, that is going to be a small ball team. Well, if you well, yeah, do when he plays, which granted he's very injury prone, which is a very not ideal situation for a team that's already very thin at center depth. So when you're playing an injury-prone power forward at center. And it's not Anthony Davis. It's, and it's not AD. Um, it's not great. 
So I'm not thrilled about having cancer back. It's here's the thing. I mean, Al Horford and his cancer is like I don't know what you're going to do with them. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know why both of them are there. Um, cancer can't... and Horford. It's just like Horford. I at least understand what you can do. Like if you drafted a center, and teach him. Horford would be a good least, teacher. He'd be a great teacher. Cancer, cancer. This is. I'm sorry. Is cancer going to teach you how to be terrible at defense and be inefficient at scoring? That's the thing with cancer. Is like he's not even. He just does nothing. He is not useful on the basketball court. Are we? Are we going to have Luke Cornett come off the bench? Are we going to have him starting at center? Because like Cornett. I mean, maybe honestly, (laughs) it's not impossible. I just. The Celtics have made a lot of moves that I'm just I'm seriously questioning. Um, it's I don't know their roster is just kind of cooked, man. Like it's I don't know they just they they really put a lot on the Kemba train and it just didn't work. I, it, 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 it we'll talk about Kemba a little later. Um, Chris Dunn is a Celtic now, which I don't hate it. I mean, it's kind of like, he's like the anti-smart. Like he he's. Marcus Smart, but the complete opposite. So like what Marcus play, Smart is on de- defense, but <laughs> what Marcus Smart does on defense, Chris Dunn does on offense. Which I think my favorite part of having him here is because he played for Providence, so like that's cool. But okay, a, a point guard who can't play defense, we essentially. We just got rid of Kemba. We didn't keep Kemba because he doesn't play defense and he's bad at scoring. No, you got rid of Kemba because his knees are cooked. Uh, maybe that had something to do with why he was not playing very well. But and he was getting. I mean, he, that contract. Man, I see. All right. Obviously, we're we haven't got to it yet. But Kemba obviously picked up by the Knicks, and obviously, after all the shit I've said. It's a little poetic how that turns. It's out. funny, but you know what? I don't hate it because it's only like a one-year deal. It's, it's, only it's f- like a two-year deal, and you're paying like ten million dollars. Yeah, the like same not shit I said even. about like, it's the same shit I said about Cantor a couple of years ago when the Celtics got him. Oh, it's one year, eight million dollars. So it's yeah, it's like it's a low-risk move. It's like nothing. when the Celtics like, signed Cantor a couple of years ago. It's it's the same thing. Yeah, but the thing is with that Cantor move, I feel like even that Cantor move was. I feel like the Celtics were signing him to rely on him a little bit. And, like, I don't get that sense here. I mean, maybe Kemba will start, but, like, honestly, Derrick Rose was playing pretty well last year. a lot more money at him, so I think this kind of – this screams that Derrick Um, Rose is going to be the starter and you'll have Kemba off the bench. And even – yeah, but even with that, quickly looked really promising off the bench last year. Um and I, I don't know if we're going to, but I would love to see more of him on the floor as an established sixth man at the least. Because I thought he, I thought he earned it. Really, I mean, I thought he was great. Well, so, like, uh, it's realistic that Kemba is our third string point guard. Like, I, I which I guess I that's not the, that's not a bad. If Kemba's your third string point guard and you're paying him that little, I mean, it's not there's bad. Virtually no risk. 
Less minutes means you're going to have less strain on his knees. You know, he'll... I can see Kemba being the sixth man, maybe. I do think Derrick Rose is going to have the point guard uh, responsibilities, though. He probably should. Yeah, I guess after last year. It's weird, though. Yeah. Um, an even weirder move, frankly. Evan Fournier. See, this one, okay. This one was... Um, it's certainly a move. I thought it was too much money. I, I thought we gave him too much money. And if that's what he was going to sign for, I don't think we should sign him. Like, that's just how I feel about that move. I don't, I don't hate the fact that we did, but I feel like we just gave him too much money, and I, I didn't really love it. I don't know. I, I don't love that we traded a first-round draft pick that would have been a decently high one. Like, chances are it would have been yeah, like I mean, 15, 16. Given how everything I, I mean, look, okay, to be fair, that is, you know... I get that that's we needed to make a move. move. I'm just a little annoyed that we got half... It didn't pan out. Yeah, I mean, love it. that's just the way... Which, granted, I, that's I just didn't the way it goes. To come of it, so it's like... It's basically what you thought the Yankees were going to do. Except actually worse. Well, way except worse, I, was actually, really. I was actually right about this one, so like... <laughs> that is true. I don't. Yeah, I, just, I would get it. I would get be mad about that, but like, I don't know. I think we gave Fournier too much money. I think I don't know if he was worth the deal we got. He got. The, the Knicks are starting to turn into a serious playoff team, so this isn't the worst. <laughs> Fournier. No, but like I don't know where he fits to be really like to be honest. Well, who do you have at the two right now? Um, it would normally I think last year was mainly RJ. Um, but he could slide over. That's not really a problem. He I mean, could play the three. Four seventy eight. You're not. You're not putting. A, you're not having a guy that's being paid four seventy eight come off the bench like that. No, he's going to be starting, so he'll probably be the two. So the lineup is maybe going to be D-Rose, Fournier, RJ, Randall, Robinson. Probably opening day, I'm thinking, if everyone's healthy. Which is a very, like, it's weird. It's a weird lineup. Like, it doesn't feel right. Like, you look at that, and it just looks weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Isn't that a little unsettling of a lineup? A little bit, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the I feel like this next team is going to be one of those where, like, on paper, it doesn't look that threatening. But I think it'll at least gel decently together, and sometimes that's the important part instead of having pure raw talent. Um, I think I think the well, I like might work. I mean, I like how the bench looks slightly. I mean, we got. Kemba and quickly, um, and we have um, Taj Gibson, who I really honestly like having on the team. Um, I think we're gonna be okay. I don't know. Like, the team isn't making a deep fucking playoff run or, or nothing like that, but it's an okay team. It's not abysmal. Well, 
Uh, do you want to talk about the Julius Randle contract extension? Because, like, four years, 117 mil. Well, it was going to happen. I don't hate it. I mean, you saw the season he had. Yeah. He was going to get paid. Is what it is. I mean, yeah, that's a move you make. I mean, Randall started off pretty slow with the Knicks, but this season definitely showed that this turned he's, out to be a pretty pretty damn good move for the Knicks. This, yeah, this is his team, and he's making it known. Dude, I remember you were in borderline tears over this move at one point. Tears? Well, maybe not tears, but you were you. Were I like this. I, I at first you were not this. happy. You well, because that was the off season. It was supposed to be Katie and Kyrie, and then they went to the other New York team. And yeah, you were you were very upset about this, but settling for Randall. It's it's just I, funny how it turns out. I don't remember being very upset. You were very upset, man. Was I? I don't yes, remember that. If there's one thing I'm sure about in the NBA and NBA fandom is that you were upset. That they had to settle for Julius Randle. Well, yeah, I would have granted. That's fair. I, uh, yeah, Com- like compared to what we were aiming for, yeah, I can justify being upset about that. But yeah, I, I didn't say it wasn't justified. I'm just um, saying you were. I honestly, 117 mil for it. This, I, I don't think is that bad. To be completely honest with you. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, do we want to talk about were there were there really any other big moves? I feel like there weren't any like. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, nothing like massive happened. But this, I don't think this was going to ever be that off season where it was like crazy. I mean, Dame might get moved. Russ went to the Lakers. Yeah, fuck um, that. That's that team is just. See, I don't know people. I don't know. They they hate spacing over there. I just the Lakers are just throwing money at everything, and see, I don't mind it. I I don't. I I like this Russell. Yeah. I I I like it. I mean, smart. I don't know. I just. I guess I just never could imagine that Russ. LeBron and AD would all be on the same team at some point. It's just like I don't I, I just I would never have imagined that that would be like a big three we'd see. Um I think Russ to LA was going to happen sometime cuz he's, you know, from LA, went to UCLA. So I think eventually he would have played for a Lakers or a Clippers. It just so happened right now, the Lakers, it just fits. I guess. So. I mean, uh, CP3 staying in Phoenix, I mean. That one was surprising to me. I mean, maybe he's just too old to. Do anything else now? He's well, you know, he'll he'll hang out relax. In Phoenix, and occasionally he'll shoot a basketball. You know. I mean, I I, I don't dislike his idea here because it could very much work out. I mean, Suns 
really looked in control of that finals and they just let it go and, and everything just fell apart i mean we've said this before it feels like that the suns this was their chance they're not gonna i think it was like they just had so i don't think they were i think that was a i don't know i, th- I think i think if the suns seriously go be buyers Unless they literally sell their soul for a championship, I don't. I don't know if their window is even there anymore. It's questionable because, like, you still got Booker and Aiton, who are both very young and both very good. Um, yeah, see, but the rest of the West is just—they're just working on getting better. And as yeah. much as, as much as you don't just cast away CP3 like that, it's like, does having a forty-year-old CP3 at the end of this contract really make you better? I think it really. I think it definitely made them better this year. I don't it know how much this year, but I'm thinking I, like down yeah, the line. I don't know how much longer that's gonna work, admittedly. But this year, yeah, I mean, they don't make that finals without CP3. They're not the two seed in the West without CP3. No, yeah. easily. And no one's gonna argue that CP3 wasn't a huge part of their uh, finals run. I don't know. I mean. Maybe maybe this is their way of you know hey we're building for a championship or maybe not next season but the season after maybe we're still one season away from that. I don't know if their window is that then, long. Even then, CP three is going to be seven thirty seven thirty eight and like I can't imagine he's going to retire early on that contract. I think it depends. I think in this situation, because the team is, you know, coming off of a championship run, um, he will not. But if the team just regresses, then probably. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm overthinking this a bit, but who knows? Uh, Kyle Lowry is going to the Miami Heat on a na- It's deal. so nasty. <laughs> the bricks in that gym. Oh my god. That's gonna be stuff of fucking legend. I yeah, I The Heat are such a weird team. It's like They're really not. <laughs> They're simple. It's they were bubble they were bubble they were bubble buddies. It's it's just crazy how they went from world beaters in the bubble to blowing it badly against the Lakers. And now they're just making desperate moves like this, trying to recreate that, and then like they're inadvertently creating the shooting inefficiency that killed them in the Lakers series and not the bubble merchants that they were. No, yeah, the the, the Miami Heat were bubble buddies and they're not gonna ever sniff a finals with this roster. Especially now. With how the Nets are and how the Bucks are feeling after winning their ring, like yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Honestly, I think this move just kind of hurts him. Takes a lot of money off the books for a guy who I just don't think is gonna like be as productive as they think. Because like end of the day, Kyle Lowry is solid, but he's really damaged goods. He's older. He last season was, you know, in and off, on and off the court with injuries, just nagging. I just don't think this is going to be the move they think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 
Like I said, the Heat are a weird team. I can't tell what they're trying to do here. I mean, they want to win. This is a this is is a, a win now move. Except it's, it's just not Kyle a good really one. Win now. That's like, yes. He. I mean, that's what the mindset is. If they didn't think he, well, the was mindset gonna, could be there, but it doesn't mean look. It, that, all right, wait. It, the thing is. If they didn't think that this move was going to work out in a way that they're going to win, they would not have made it. I feel like that's simple. Yeah, no, I get, I get that part. It's just like, I don't know how you see that as a move that really puts you over the edge as a contender. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe a change of scenery benefits Kyle Lowry here. I just don't know. I feel like I feel like a change of scenery for an established player like him that's been around the league for a good amount of time. I feel like a change of scenery doesn't really fix things at that point. No, it doesn't. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I don't think this move is going to work. I'm just saying like the mindset just, is there. I get that the mindset's there. I just don't understand the mind I don't understand how this factors into the mindset, but again, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure they lost Drogic, right? I believe they did lose Drogic. Yeah. So like, you know, they got to replace him somehow, I guess. I mean, I do. Yes. You can argue this is like a touch better than Jurajic. I mean, honestly, I don't know. It might be even. I think I, I, the heater cooked. Like, they're just done. Like, they're not going to do anything. They're not a threat. They're not a threat in the East. They are a second round exit at best. All right, Mike Conley signed a three-year, $74 million ooh, excuse me, uh, deal with the Jazz. Um, I think he, I like it. I mean, I mean, I, I know he's been there, and this is a re-sign, but I think Conley... Before, it's not a, lot, not a very exciting one. It's no, a lot of I think Conley, Conley is more solid than I think people realize. He really helps out over there in Utah. Good player. Uh, John Collins signed a five-year, $125 million deal to stay in Atlanta. This is like, surprising, um, especially after that offseason. Not the offseason, the postseason he had. I mean, some series. There were just times this postseason he looked like fucking cat food. Hey, I mean, good for him. He just made a shitload of money, and he's he, he just made $100 million, and he's literally two years older than me, a little less than two years. That's kind of Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe a bit of an overpay, but it's like... I mean, he's a young, a young forward. He's a young player on a young team, so like... If you can secure your assets like that, I don't hate this for Atlanta. If he works out. This might... I mean, this has one of the worst deals in NBA potential, maybe. I think it might low-key uh, creep into that territory, maybe, but... It depends. On, it really just depends on if it works out. Yeah. If it works out and you know, Shock, Atlanta turns right. into a serious team, 
this is probably a really good deal, but you know, if this blows up in their face and Atlanta regresses, then then this is an albatross of a contract that's gonna get Kemba Walkered. But I mean this would be even worse than Kemba's if it doesn't work out. I don't know. He's young. There's plenty plenty of time for him to like, you know prove his worth here. So I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say like too much about that. Uh DeMar DeRozan's on the move. He went from the Spurs to the Bulls on three years, eighty five million dollars. Strange, um, honestly. Yeah. The Bulls are doing something here that I'm kind of wondering, because I'm going to lump the next one into this too, because Lonzo Ball's also going there on uh, four years, $85 million. Four so, years, $85 million for Ball is honestly fucking egregious. I'm sorry. Lonzo Ball has no business making $85 million. I'm... I'm I'm really wondering what is the, what's the vision here with the Bulls right now? Like, I'm, I'm well, just not... they want to build. I guess they want to build around Levine, um, which or, or at least sense. try. That part makes sense. I yeah, but with Lonzo and DeRozan, I don't know if that's going to do anything. I mean, they went I and got mean, Vucevic, too, at the deadline, which was very it, strange. It, it, being, I still don't Why were the Bulls buyers at the deadline? just doesn't didn't, make sense. did not work. No, it didn't. And it was never going to work. So I really just... I don't know. I don't hate DeRozan as like a secondary option. Obviously, Levine's the number one option in that offense right now, and I. Well, yeah, he's the only player on the team that can really create for himself. Right. So I don't mind having DeRozan as a secondary option out there. That Lonzo Ball deal, though, like I'm not, I'm not sure what they're going for with that. Well, I mean, they, uh, they're probably thinking, you know, we got DeRozan and Vucevic, two scorers, but they need someone else to set them up, and we may as well be Lonzo. It's Lonzo, the, the one so, thing he can you... do is set people up. So Yeah, but, like, are you going to really – I mean, I guess – is a playmaker really worth $21 million a year for a guy who's not a great scorer? <laughs> yes, if but not Lonzo. Lonzo's not worth that, but – some playmakers are. I guess. Norm Powell is staying with the Blazers. Five years, $90 million. I very um, much so care. Yeah, no, this is this is uh, groundbreaking news right here. Um, just like Duncan Robinson staying with the Heat on five years, $90 million. It's just massive. They got shooters, bro. Yes, known shooter, Duncan Duncan Robinson. <laughs> known shooter. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's really it, really. I mean, I'm I'm looking at Kelly Olynyk right now signing three thirty seven. I'm thinking like. 
I better see Brad, I, I I saw people saying the Celtics should go after Kelly Olynyk, and I'm like, if Brad Stevens gives Kelly Olynyk three thirty seven, I want to see his address on the timeline within the hour. <laughs> Probably would have been. It, I I certainly hope it would, because that is egregious. I think we could wrap it up for now, though. I free agency. I don't know. NBA free agency is low-key kind of overrated for the most part. No, it's not. Very I much think, so is not. This year I is just not very league. exciting. I feel like there's maybe one big move a year. It's Yeah, one big move a year. It is, I, I feel like it's never as... It's always built up every year, and it's just never... Never listen. You know what? I feel that Maybe way about every free agency, to be honest with you. I don't know. I feel like MLB free agency no, is either it's, it's either wicked it's either huge or it's a huge miss. But the, I feel like the huge ones come a lot more often than the NBA. But I, I might be totally wrong. Um MLB free agency kind of you know sucks because most stars don't even go into free agency till they're like thirty. Well, I mean, yeah, that's just how the dumbass uh, arbitration system works and everything like that. I don't know. I feel like the most exciting one is usually NFL free agency for like those three days in March. NFL free agency normally goes fast. Yeah, it, it's you know, it's because it opens that one day, and then everyone Schefter has like you know. 12 big signings happening within that first day. Well, yeah, because the NFL is smart and is like, you're allowed to negotiate before then. You just can't sign the official deal. Right. So then the first day is like all these players, you know, have negotiated and agreed to deals and now they're just being announced. So. Right. So that's really what it is, but we can wrap it up here. All right. So that is going to do it for episode 156 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. Is it 156? You it sure? is 156. I'm looking at the Twitter page right now. Better be. Hold on. I got to review the. I got to review the call on the field. The call on the field stands. Ian is not charged a timeout. So thank you for listening to episode 156 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's B-R-I-Z-Z. I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.